welcome to the What to Read Next podcast. In this podcast, your host, Lori Amin, will invite a bookish guest to share their favorite book recommendation. If you share a passion for books and always looking for your next read, then join us. Welcome to your What to Next podcast. Today's bookish guest is Nikki from the Instagram account, Sarah Night Reader, and her blog, too. Hi, Nikki. Hi, how are you? So happy to have you here. So welcome back to the show. Thank you. It was so exciting to be back to talk books with you. I love it. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What have you been up to since you've been on the show? Yeah, so interesting. I um, had Saturday Night Reader Jr. last July, and so that definitely has changed my reading world. Um, I wasn't able to um, kind of plow through books like I used to, but it just means it's different. So I've become a huge fan of audiobooks, so I can kind of keep up and keep pace. Um, and um, also still reading um, books when I can, because I love holding a book in my hands, but knowing that my time is limited, um, where I can just, if I can sneak in a chapter a day, then I'll feel successful. But um, <laughs> yeah, audiobooks have definitely saved me. So what kind of audiobooks do you listen to? And who's your favorite narrator? Yeah. Oh, I, narrators are can make or break a book, right? I feel like there's been books that I absolutely disliked as a book, probably, but loved because the narrator was amazing or kept listening. Um, but I love Julia Whelan. Mm-hmm. Um, she's done um, a few things that I've listened to. And then also recently, Dylan Moore, um, she narrated um, The Glass Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are not alone. Um, mm. the, the rear, yeah. So it was interesting. Like, what, you know, it's interesting about audiobooks is sometimes you'll be listening and say, I know this voice. I think I've heard them in other audiobooks. And then, you know, I go to Amazon and I put the name in and I'm like, show me their library and trying to piece together um, if I've already listened to a book with their voice before. So I love it. And do you recent, do you listen to fiction or nonfiction? Or do you have a preference when it comes to audiobooks? So before maternity leave, I would I dabbled in audiobooks, um, and I liked I more listened to audiobooks from like a nonfiction memoirs, and I loved when they were narrated by the actual author. I felt like they were telling me the story, and I got more from it. So they set the tone, and I didn't have to interpret it. Um, you know, I listened to Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson, and you know, um, I listened to Becoming by Michelle Obama. Um, yeah, I, I just, I do enjoy when they're the ones telling me the story that they created. Um, mm-hmm. there's just something different in the reading experience for that. Um, but recently I love a good rom, a rom-com, um, funny, silly story. One that if you missed a piece here and there, it's okay. You can kind of keep going. Sometimes I find with literary fiction, if I miss something, I have to rewind and it takes me longer to listen to the audiobook than, than actually reading the book. So mm-hmm. it just depends, you know, it depends if I'm reading or listening to it because I have to hit it for, you know, hit, uh, finish one for book club or if my library loan is about to come up or if I was just kind of intrigued by it because everyone's talking about it on bookstagram. Um, so um, I listen to all kinds of audiobooks really and try it out. I love it. So have you listened to Jessica Simpson's memoir? I have not. Did she narrate it? 
she narrates it. She cries. She feels she spills the tea of her love life. She talks about Joe, her dad, and just she goes there. So it's actually a really good listening experience. I'm curious because I feel like I'm of the age where I kind of grew up with reality TV on MTV that wasn't so crazy. X on the beach, love this and the challenges. It was more of, you know, it was the Jessica Simpson, the newlyweds and, and all that. <laughs> um, so I did watch, I did watch that when I did dabble in some reality TV back in the day. So Yeah. So if you watch newlyweds, I, even if you're not a Jessica fan, like I heard a lot of people who have listened to it and it's a, it's such a great experience. She sings some songs and everything, but there's something to be said. Like you feel like you're at the end of the, sh- at the end of the book. I was going to say at the end of the show, at the end of the book, you feel like you're her friend. Like she just, she yeah. just herself up and she's rolling a wall. And it's just like such a pleasant experience of her reading the book and just like sharing her story. I guess I have to try that now. Okay. That down. <laughs> try it. <laughs> and let me know what you think. I've become a Jessica convert. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm like an evangelist. I'm like, you got to listen to this book. No, like, she's smart. I mean, listen, she hasn't been doing a lot of music, but in terms of her fashion empire, I mean, yep. she really is smart. So I know like the, the perception of how she was on went, but you know, that's just personality. I mean, but. You know, you have to give it to her. She she did it right. So yeah, I think there's a quote that she says. So Joe was telling her, um, Nick was asking for more money in the divorce settlement, and Joe was like, "Don't give her more money. Don't give her more money." And she's like, "I'm gonna give her more money. Like it doesn't matter. Like I'll just give her." And then she was like, "You know, I end up being a billionaire." <laughs> like she's like, "The money came back to me as a billion." So yeah, it's fine. It's good for her. It's good for yeah. her. <laughs> all right let's get out of the tangent and let's talk about books so what is your idea okay. what type of plot so, workers or yeah something? mm-hmm so uh it's, you know honestly you really think about it reading mood is everything and especially in this quarantine where I just I need something light and fun but rom-coms are always my go-to but I feel like I need them more um I love the friends to lovers or enemies to lovers trope. It has to have witty, chemistry-filled banter. I love dialogue. I mean, I'll be, I, I like books that have some, you know, some background descriptions. But when I see the, the dialogue back and forth on the page, I'll, like, keep whipping through the chapters. Uh, I really, like, look forward to that part of it. Um, you know, it doesn't have to take itself too seriously. It can be outlandish and crazy and over the top. But that's the whole purpose of the book, right? <laughs> so... As long as I feel like the two main characters, I want them to be together, I will keep I'll keep going. So what kind of rom-coms have you read during quarantine? Um, yeah, so I read The Happy Ever After Playlist by Emmy Jimenez. Oh, my gosh. I read that in one day. I was having such a bad reading go. I had DNF'd three books in a row. I just had no reading mojo and on top of the fact that I wasn't reading I couldn't read as quickly so like this these three books took like two weeks of or three weeks of my time right mm-hmm. um and I had just got it in the mail and I said you know what let me just give this a go and I started it and less than 24 hours later I was finished <laughs> and telling all my friends to pre-order it it was totally up my alley you know the rom-com the banter back and forth and you know, as my name, Saturday Night Reader, Saturday Night Fever. I love 
music. Um, I think I love music more than books. Um, and so this book um, incorporated um, music a lot. And each chapter was a song. And I love that kind of uh, indie artists or artists that are not regularly played on the radio. And there were a couple of artists that made the cut that were on my Spotify playlist. So I just felt like this book was my spirit animal, if it could be one. Um, so that got my reading mojo back. And so immediately after that, I picked up Beach Read by Emily Henry. And I love that one too. I just did. I won't, you know, kind of won't go into it too, too much because I want people to experience it. But, it, you know, it, it's, it was, it's been a nice one after the other on that. So now I just got to find my next one. <laughs> I love it. And Beachtree has been on off the charts on Instagram. Like actually I have part of a couple of reading groups and Neil have been talking about reading this book. Like you and my book club were like, I'm not reading the book club, I'm reading Beachtree. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to bring it up. There's, there's just something about like making a cocktail and pretending you're on vacation <laughs> and reading the book. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, just transporting, get an ASMR beach, you know, room in YouTube and just be like, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. That's awesome. So now let's go to the other side of the coin. What, what are your least favorite qualities in a book that you should avoid? Yeah, you know, it's always hard because, like, you know, people are creative for one way or the other. And I don't want to take any more. Ideas in a way, but you know, one thing that bothers me, I read a lot of cowboy romances just for fun, and we'll talk a little bit about that later, I guess. Um, but you know, the trope that I see a lot in it that I'm kind of over is you know, that 20 something year old, beautiful, strong virgin who needs a man who's about 10 years older than her to give her the confidence she needs for that extra boost. So I just, I'm kind of over that trope. I really am. And I feel bad for those who wrote about it. But, you know, there's a couple of books from um, an author that I love that I've just um, have read a couple in a row. And I'm like, I'm over this. Please give me something different. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. For me, like, I have issues when the heroine has low self esteem and expects the, the hero to save her and to give her self esteem. I'm like, you don't get self esteem that way. <laughs> I'm like, I need strong. I know. You know, like, who yeah. can take life as it comes and just, just are confident and they feel good about themselves. Exactly. I want it. I mean, again, I know before I said the outlandish, it's great and creative, but I still do want it to be slightly believable, um, where I feel like that to me is not very believable. So, yeah, true. So, all right, let's talk cowboy romans. So, why do you mm. love this genre? You know, honestly, I have no idea. When people ask me that question, <laughs> I think it's because I've never really met a cowboy or been, you know, out out west in that farm area that I, it's fiction to me kind of like a unicorn you know <laughs> do they really exist and so I think it's kind of that place where I go to um that you know doesn't steer me wrong that I can whip through the book in two or three days that gives me that chemistry between two characters and all that but just you know a, a cowboy I have you know honestly Laura, I really don't know but sometimes it just it's just that's the way it goes <laughs> that when I see a cowboy on the cover I'm like well I probably will really like this and <laughs> I'm more often than I do 
<laughs> I love it. So who are your favorite cover women's authors? Um, so I read, I started, like, I, my first cowboy romance um, was Macy Yates. I know we talked a little bit about her. Um, she wrote, she was in, um, did you read The Cowboy for All Seasons from Harlequin? No. Um, it was four authors in, a, um, in one book, and she was part of it. But there was, you know, four seasons and four cousins and, you know, the story when they're ca- with their cowboys. And um, all th- the three other authors were all new to me, but I, I really enjoyed them. Um, then I have to kind of look them up look them up but um the one that sticks out to me is macy hello um where does what about you do you have any you read cowboys right sometimes i started reading cowboys so i read carly bloom big bad cowboy um did you Mm -hmm. read um so i read that one and i read the rest of her series i read jay cornover so like her other writing so I read her I think it's Unforgiven or Unjustice or something like that so I enjoy it so but it's like something I'm diving into slowly but surely yeah so what are some of your favorite books in this genre um Jen McKinley wrote um she wrote The Christmas Keeper um, when I read that at Christmas, that was kind of cute. But the one before that was, I think the good was called the good one. I believe that's what it was called, but that was really cute. And I liked, I kind of liked that start of that series. And I think she might be writing a third book. So I'll check that one out. Um, cause I like the characters a lot in this cute little town. Um, and, and for Macy, oh my goodness. I, there's, they all blend. So it was the title of Cowboys always in it. <laughs> Um, so I had, had, I think I'd have to look it, look it up, but she has the Conley brothers, Cowboys and whatever books they're, they're in. She has the Copper Ridge series. That one's my favorite. Um, that's my favorite line, my favorite series line. Um, those characters is Copper Ridge. <laughs> awesome. We'll put them, we'll put them in the show notes so people can talk them out. Um, so... <laughs> Now let's go to the fun stuff. What are some of your most anticipating new releases for 2020? Yeah, I'm super excited for Sex and Vanity by Kevin Kwan. He wrote mm-hmm. Crazy Rich Asians. Yep. Um, I just can't wait. I'm so excited. Um, and then just recently seeing um, Frederick Bachman's post about anxious people mm. coming out at the end of the year, which I am so excited about. I love his writing. Um, he's kind of a dry, like not dry sarcasm, but he has just this, I don't know if I'm terse, but there's this way of writing that I just totally, I totally jive with. So uh, I'm super, super excited about that one. I love it. Um, which two books have you read over the past few months you were on? Okay, so we already talked about the Happy Ever After playlist yeah. and Beach Read. Um, and then I also read... Valentine by Elizabeth Wetmore. Um, that was her debut novel. It is a very heavy read, but um, I'm not really good when I read books um, that are a lot of description and imagery. I just have a hard time grasping it. That's why I like the dialogue. But in this book, I felt like I could see vividly what she was describing. Mm. Um in certain scenes um and that's no easy feat because it's 
one of my one of the challenges I have as a reader. So what books are on your TBR? So up next for me is Expectation by Anna Hope. I'm doing a best friend buddy read with that one. It's about uh, three women um, who were college flatmates. And this is now them in their let's say mid thirties dealing with life, marriage and the like. Um, and the three characters, there was something about each one that reminded me of each one of us. So I bought each one of them a copy. Um, and once they get them, then we'll all read that together. So that's kind of be fun. Um, then how to save a life by um, Liz Fenton and Liz Steinke, um, also known as Liz and Liz on uh, Instagram. I'm excited about that one. I love the fray in that song. So that's all you need to say to me. And then I'll pick up that book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was going to dive into my Kindle um, on, you know, what have I downloaded that I've forgotten about? Mm-hmm. Um, and I downloaded the Bad Mother's Book Club by Karis um, Staten. Um, I actually read right when I when I first started my book blog and I was on NetGalley and you know, had no idea about the book world just yet. I had requested It Had to Be You, which was a rom-com. And it was super cute and I loved the way she wrote. She's totally, like, very, very funny and there's a lot of banter and dialogue back and forth. And so I had just been following her and I was on her newsletter and she wrote, you know, shared the cover to the Bad Mother's Book Club. And I said, okay, and I have to download it. So I did, but I haven't gotten to it. So I feel like it's the perfect time just to all on my rom-com LOL role. I don't think it's a rom-com, but I'm all in for the laughs at this point. So I love it. So Um, what about you? I read Expectation. It's really good. I really enjoy it. It's a really good take on female friendships, um, motherhood, you know, there are some terror warnings, uh, but it's actually a really good book to read. Um, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, so yeah. I'm listening to Girl Gone Viral. So I have the, um, by Alicia Ray, I had the arc for that book. And so um, it's on Hoopla. So I was like, maybe I'll just gonna listen to it. So I think I have that one. And then I have Jill Chavez's new book, um, which is Women's Fiction. So I think it's called The Summer Deal. Yeah, I feel like this is the time word for me again. I, I try to dive, uh, you know, try to dive into historical fiction. I've been trying to read some literary, but I just can't wrap my mind around it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's like, unless the characters just grab me um, right from the get go. But I don't want to say I want to give up on them. Normally, outside of this like quarantine situation, I'd be like, oh, okay, move on next next book because I I, don't, I am missing out on a lot just because my reading mood or my reading space is just um, not for that genre right now. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, reading mood is definitely a roller coaster. I hear you. So over these um, last couple of weeks, I hear you. So I actually read um, historical fiction that I did enjoy. That felt like it was actually that kept my attention going. It's Elise Hooper's new book, Fast Girls. So it's set in 1928 Olympic track and field run on um, track and field runners uh, female track and field. So it's the first time to go to mm. Olympics, and it's actually in a it follows them all the way to 936 Olympics um, for when it happened in Berlin. So it was like, it talks about boycotting because of Nazi Germany and all those different things. And it was actually fascinating, like 
It's based on real people. Um, it's not a World War Two <laughs> struggle fiction. Like I it, know it's at the beginning of her World War Two, but you like it's not World War Two. So and it deals with like female feminism, like race race relationships, and all these different things about like you know what it means to be a track and run track and field runner um, at that time. Yeah, and I don't know why I haven't picked up a struggle fiction because I've started binge watching Downton Abbey again for the second time. <laughs> um, I just love it, and yeah, come back, please. I watched the movie, and I love the movie too. I know <laughs> it was, you know, just wrapped up in a nice bow, but um, I probably should find something that's similar to that. Have um, you tried historical romance? Right? Huh? Have you tried historical romance? I've read Bringing Down the Duke okay. by Evie Dunmore. That, I think that was my first actual historical romance book ever. Um, and I quite enjoyed it. Um, I think she she's gonna, she has a series and it's going to be called The Extraordinary Woman. Um, but there was four, yeah, there was four, four characters that stuck out that I could see the story, you know, which stories are going to um, come from them. Um and so I'm looking forward to her next book. And I will say um, the book cover to the first book and the second book are, is very appealing that I would want it in my library <laughs> mm-hmm. for that reason. Um, but yeah, I do so love I book covers. Yeah. I would say if you want some, some downtime Abbey, you know, with Little Romans, um, you may find Tessa Jarrett to be a good a good author to check out. Oh, good. He writes historical rom-coms. So there's a lot of comedy. It's actually really cute, strong female friendships, um, modern themes set in historical times. So yeah. the Duchess Seal has the perfect me cute. It's a seamstress who is owed money for her wedding dress. So she goes to the Duke and says, it dress in the wedding dress and says, I want you to pay me for this wedding dress because he, he canceled the wedding and he's like, let's get married. And you're like, what is going on? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and then the story rattles from there, but it's actually a really cute story and has like some cute oh. me cutes. So, I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Nikki, for being on the show. Oh, tell us where we can find you online. Yeah. So, uh, my blog is SaturdayNightReader.com and that's N I. T-E. And then same thing as uh, Instagram, um, Saturday Night Reader. On Twitter, I'm Nikki underscore the SNR. And on Goodreads, you can find me at Nikki1211. Awesome. Thank you, Nikki, for being in the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always nice to talk books. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to share with friends, subscribe, or rate and review the show. This is the easiest way to support this podcast. Want to join a romance loving community? Want weekly book recommendations, monthly author Q&As, and book recommendation meetups? Make new friends? Then join our Patreon community. To sign up, please follow the links in the show notes. What to Read Next podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts to love on frolic.media slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.